Welcome in and thanks for listening. This is WTOP News reporter Nick Ionelli. Today, talking with Tiffany Green, the chief of the Prince George's County Fire and EMS Department. And by the way, Tiffany Green is the first woman to hold the position of chief in the Prince George's County Fire and EMS Department in Prince George's County, Maryland. So she is really the best person to talk to when we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion in public safety agencies, particularly around the D.C. region. So, Chief Green, let's get right to it. When we talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, DEI, as it's often referred to, is that something that's been happening just over the past few years, something that's been prioritized over the past few years, or is that something that you've seen throughout your entire time in the fire service? Yeah, um, I guess for me, a little different perspective. I'm in Prince George's County, but uh, diversity, equity, inclusion, the actual three buzzwords, is kind of something that has been a hot topic in the fire service probably the last five years. Diversity has always been a part of the fire service, at least in in my tenure of 27 years. But over the last few years, I think it's been a a significant push, a focused effort to um, bring it to the light of not just the uh, providers that are delivering the service, but also the leaders that are creating the policies and procedures that drive diversity, equity, and inclusion. So it's kind of something that's on the the forefront. I've gone to uh, numerous conferences throughout um, the last few years, um, and it's actually topics of classes and courses Um, And we're actually diving into um, why it matters, how we can uh, make it a part of our culture um, and how we can drive change through it. What gets you excited about this inclusive thinking? If you go to work and you've got a diverse workforce, everybody's got different perspectives, things like that. What as a leader in the fire service there in Prince George's County, what gets you excited about that kind of environment? I could start by just saying, um, for me, I'm excited that people are even just talking about it. I think that's the first step is that we're actually having the conversations. Um, And the other part of this part of my job as a fire chief is to make sure those who wish to serve can serve and have the opportunity to do so. And this is the, to me, the platform that has that, that makes that happen. Um, When we have a more diverse department, I think we gain broader, new, fresher perspectives. I think anyone can say that in any industry, but specifically in the fire service, um, it's an invaluable gift. Um, Hearing different ways of thinking and benefiting from rich life experiences to me helps us become much better problem solvers um, and the issues that we encounter every day in public safety. And in public safety, we have to be problem solvers. And I think we need those different perspectives. I also think that it helps us grow as an agency. Our community is diverse. And as an agency, where we can embrace those concepts, I think it helps us in our mindset and our culture. So it's wonderful to see people who um, once didn't want to discuss diversity, equity, inclusion, feeling more empowered to talk about it. And also the additional word of belonging, I think that's also important because it's more than just having a diverse department. It's also feeling like you belong here. Um, and I think that's important. So what's also important to me is equity and just making sure we have that mindset and, and everything that we do and looking at all of our policies and procedures and how we drive service with the equitable mindset, I think is important. So to me, that's that's kind of the highlight there. Um, the fire service is just it's rich and strong in traditions um, and kind of ingrained there. And this is something that challenges those traditions and often change kind of feels threatening to people in the fire service. But this topic to me is so important. It, is driving how we recruit, how we retain, and how we look at the day-to-day interactions in the fire department. You know, Chief Green, it's exciting for me to be talking with someone with a fire service because I've done a few of these interviews about diversity, equity, and inclusion in public safety agencies. I talked with the Virginia State Police, the FBI, 
and a former assistant police chief from the Los Angeles Police Department. Those are all law enforcement agencies, but when we shift to fire investigators, the fire service, it's a different dynamic in a community. The police are our first line of defense when it comes to crime. And things can get really emotional and tense when it comes to crime, as we know. When it comes to fire service officials, however, in a community, there are deep emotions involved as well, of course, given the property damage, loss of life, everything that can happen with a fire. But it's a different dynamic. It just is. So when you think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, and you think about those interactions between fire officials and members of the community, how can diversity, equity, and inclusion help those interactions? And in your experience, how has the DEI helped the experiences and the communication between fire officials and members of the community? First responders are encountering people who may be having the very worst day of their lives. Um, first responders, as you already know, our fire personnel and police personnel, they risk their lives to save others. Um, and their stress level can be extremely high. But I think when we're responding to someone who's not like yourself, oftentimes there's miscommunication and misunderstandings. And and quite honestly, some biases occur. But having a more diverse workforce to me increases the chances that someone responding may have a better grasp of the situation and can clear up some of those issues more quickly. Um, it can improve some communication and ultimately help us deliver the best care. I think as a community also, uh, community-based fire service should reflect the community. The community should feel comfortable knowing that at some point they're going to see someone that looks like them, that we are ensuring that our department is led by diversity in all aspects. Um, and it's not just race, it's also gender, it's thought. Um, I think that's a, that's some of the concepts. and I think it affects how the community um, feels about the safety um, of themselves when they see us coming and they know that we've made the effort to make sure that our teams are diverse. So I think that's the important piece for me. And when you increase diversity in any organization, whether it be a public safety agency or a private business or whatever, you open up employment opportunities within that organization. Can you think of maybe a specific instance of that happening in Prince George's County? And if not, can you just talk in general about the benefits of opening new employment opportunities such as that? Absolutely. So I'm living proof of that, um, that there are benefits to embracing diversity. As the 13th fire chief and the first female fire chief, I wouldn't be here today had our department not leaned forward as it relates to diversity. So I grew up in Prince George County. I lived right down the street from a local fire station, but I knew nothing about uh, what a great and rewarding career this could be. Um, I grew up just literally like everyone else. Um, and I never had the opportunity to see it. Um, and it was, so it's very important to me that we expose um, our community, our youth to the opportunities here in the fire service and in any other public safety um, job and, and different things. I believe representation matters. I, I believe that the sentiment, you can't be what you can't see, exists. Um, and it's more difficult to become something when you can't see it every day. It's almost unattainable. So that's to me why it's important. And so for the last three years and even before that, I've worked very hard to be in the room and at the table making the decisions, especially regarding recruitment and retention of underrepresented groups in our service. I've been at those tables making those decisions because it's important. And I truly believe that much of the success we have had in our department of moving DEI initiatives forward and increasing our recruitment and retention in un underrepresented groups is moving forward because of the representation at the table. We are driving the decisions. 
And that's why the opportunities are now available. Can you think about specific strategies that have been developed recently when it comes to recruiting new people, whether it's new technology you're using to use data analysis or anything like that, just off the top of your head? Um, I think for the department, one of our uh, most proud, oh, not most proud, it's not really a good sentence, but the, one of our programs that we enjoy the most is our high school fire cadet program. Uh, and this is a partnership with Prince George's County Public Schools uh, for our 11th and 12th graders. And it's a two-year program, and during their 11th and 12th grade years, they're enrolled in this program, and they take courses and, and uh, practical classes in fire science and EMT, and they come out with, with uh, college uh, credits and all those things. But more importantly, what it does is it provides an opportunity to understand what it is to be a public servant and to be a part of Prince George's County Fire and U.S. Department. One of the recruitment strategies that we um, we went down the path of really pushing really hard on was making sure that there was a pathway for them to for employment. One of the first barriers we ran into was um, just one of our requirements of having a, a driver's license. And I think a lot of people didn't understand that for the youth of today, just where we are now in 2023, a lot of times they're not as um, as excited to get their driver's license as I was, you know, in 1993, right? So we really had to take a, a aggressive approach to ensuring that they got their driver's license, they got the things that they needed, so that when they applied, they would be able to move forward very quickly into the process, because that was one of the barriers that existed. It was almost like an unintended consequence of just where we are in the world of people taking, you know, Ubers and Metro and those type of things. But just creating that pathway, having that conversation, getting some sponsors to make sure that we had drivers and education programs incorporated in our program has opened the door for us to be able to hire more of our cadets. Hiring more of our cadets diversifies our department. Not only are we hiring youth from our county schools, they're community members and they're from underrepresented groups. And that's just one of the strategies that we've been able to do. Um, the other thing that I talked about earlier was representation matters. We make sure that our recruiters, um, they look like the community we serve. They're diverse. Um, they're out in the communities. We don't just do our uh, recruitment fairs at, you know, um, the normal places of colleges and those things. Sometimes we go to the military bases. We post up at Starbucks. We try to meet the community where they are to recruit and retain in Prince George's County. And we've seen a dramatic difference in the level of applicants and the pool of applicants that I have to choose from because of these efforts. I want to just end by getting right back to you. Uh, you mentioned a, a personal detail earlier that you are the first woman to hold the position of fire chief in Prince George's County. Can you just discuss what that was like? You mentioned that maybe at first it didn't seem attainable, but then you were able to you know, work your way up there. And I mean, it must have been a proud moment, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and you're right. It, it didn't seem attainable. When I came into the department, there, there weren't very many um, female leaders in this position, obviously. Um, I saw the first female fire chief at a conference um, about six or seven years into my career. And at that moment, kind of had a an aha moment of, wow, like this is actually something that I could do if I choose to do it. Um, and so that was kind of the first time I, I had that notion of, hmm, maybe this is possible. Um, coming up through the department was important for me um, because I've worked in every area of the department um, and being able to just be homegrown, as they call it, it, it was important. But I'll tell you that it's, um, it's a sense of excitement to be the first, um, but it's also some pressure to make sure that I'm not the last. So every decision that I make um, whether it's what board I sit on or what policies and procedures I put in place, my ultimate goal is to ensure that there's opportunities for other women, other people of color, um, and underrepresented groups to have this opportunity if they so choose to do it. 
um, and to continue to shatter the glass ceiling, but also to make sure that I'm not the last person sitting in the seat. And you think things have been moving in the right direction just in general across the country, you think? Absolutely. Um, again, I, I am uh, as a female fire chief. It's, it's an underrepresented group, as you already know. You know, we go to the conferences and, and it's not as many of us there. But we're seeing the growth now. Um, and then in the Washington region, uh, there's about three or four of us now, which is great. Um, we, we get together all the time and we run things by each other. But from, uh, for more than nothing else, it's more camaraderie and to see them succeed in their organizations and to see the region having the most female fire chiefs. And one region is very important for Washington, D.C. area. So it's a proud moment for us to see this happening. But things are definitely moving in the right direction. 